0: Six minutes after 8 o'clock here on AM550, FM 99.9 WSAU and online at wsau.com as well. Good Saturday morning. Happy opening of the college football season to those who celebrate. And as we head to the phone line right now, happy post-concert high to one Merle Kelch. Well, you
1: know, uh, my friend, when I was younger, it was probably, you know, some sort of a Post-concert, yippee, yippee! You're all still fired up, but you know now at 59 years old, it's just about um, God. That was a late night. Um, where's my geritol? I think I need a nap. Um, where's my cardigan and my chair and my slippers? You know, so it's it's more like that. But uh, folks, uh, we had a great time last night. So myself and my my great friends, we went to see Kiss last night in Crandon, which is about an hour from our place up here, and uh, we just had a blast. And I do have to say, Mike,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: for the first time in my life, I actually bought seats based upon the ease to get out and where the bathrooms were. So age is finally hitting um, uh, hitting me in that That you know, we planned the show around that. But it was a great time, and, and we were talking about uh, Kiss and some friends of mine this morning. Um, those guys, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. They've been doing this thing over 50, 60 years. I don't know what the exact number is, but they know what they're doing. They get the crowd moving. They're out there having a blast and, and that whole bit, and you can tell they're Having to take some breaks along the way themselves because Paul Stanley's voice is pretty much toast unless he's singing he can't talk anymore. It's it's been that crazy last night so I don't know if it was the show or the uh, everything else but boy it was a it was a great time just a lot of fun
0: you know and uh, and and of course our uh, was early on we'll remind you that our chatter is just filler for your phone calls at 715-845-2155. so if you do have Uh, A a question for Merle, go ahead and give us a call and uh, feel free to interrupt us at any time while we're chatting about this. Uh, But Merle, I think one of the things that that impresses me more than anything else is uh, what those guys are still doing on stage at this age because that's an athletic ability. You know, you think of Mm -hmm. athletes being able to perform and how that goes down after 35 or 40 these guys are still on stage running around with the energy level that they were uh, back when they started, and that in itself is a is a fine feat as well.
1: Oh, yeah, and these guys are in their 70s. Yeah, uh, my, my buddy Mike, we were talking about it last night, we said, so if we were on stage, you know, what could we do? I said, well, I could stand by the microphone. <laughs> 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 Just did. I'll stand by the microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's I can about sing, right. I can play a little and- bit for good, you know.
0: And again, it's it's I'm glad that you were able to to go to something like this, buy a concert ticket and uh, get there and appreciate everything while they're still here, because as we found out early this morning, uh, those names can be taken from you when you least expect it. Of course, Jimmy sure. Buffett uh, dying overnight or it was announced overnight that Jimmy Buffett has passed. And there are certainly people uh, that are going to be borning uh, that one uh, today and, and all weekend.
1: It, certainly so. Um, you know, I have to say that it was kind of fun. We had some some kids, 20, barely broke 20, if if, if not younger, sitting next to us. And uh, the young girl was like, "Hey, I actually know this song." And uh, and I I just started cracking up because it was, uh, I think it was Love Gun or one of those. But you know, no idea on any of the real early stuff from the first couple albums that they played. No idea. But I actually know this one. But they had just a blast anyway, just as much as everybody else. And so. You, know, you love to see when a band can transcend uh, generations of that nature and uh, still have a good time and people are there just having fun. And I'll tell you what, um, they must have a explosive expert that walks around or flies around or drives around, whatever term we want to use, with these guys. There were more fire and explosions than I've seen in some 4th of July shows. It was, it was a rock and roll show uh, by every stretch of the imagination and what a lot of fun, so... I'm sure Gene Simmons is listening to our show right now. So, Gene, uh, a good show for you and Paul and the boys.
0: Yeah, indeed. I'm just going
1: with that, by the way, Mike. I'm just going with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know why not. I mean, as as highly rated as this program is, uh, and of course, these guys are not stupid with their money. Uh, Obviously, they're still doing it today. And uh, that means they've had somebody like you who is a a savvy financial planner who's been able to uh, help them make wise investments and. Make sure that they're right. still around to uh, to do this at age and, seventy.
1: You know, in on head, I gotta actually say this, and we can you know stop uh, uh, plugging the, the show, I guess, maybe. But <laughs> um, you know, uh, a big heads off to a couple of people that we met last night, for of the Wisconsin Rapids area that living to the show. We ran to them last night, and they uh, uh, talked to them, and they recognized, they listened to the program. So if you guys are listening, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, it was great running into you guys, even though it was at a very spectacular and luxurious place that we met them uh we were sitting on a snowmobile trailer that's that's what we were doing yeah, <laughs> that was the excitement of, of the time so you know mike heading into here now i got to top into or start off with an article by again folks one of my favorite economists brian westbury and so they have a model called the capitalized profits model uh and so this is through uh uh, uh bu- 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 first trust out of chicago is where they're from that's their firm but Brian Westbury, uh, just a well-regarded economist. And so they got this capitalization profits model, and he'll be the first to admit, and he says inside of this article, and I've heard him say it many times over, over a couple of decades, that their model does not predict what the market is going to do from a trading standpoint. So they're not going to say our model, our, our model sells us, sell off tomorrow. That's not what their model does. Their model is based upon what are trends going to do over the course of several months, uh, maybe even a couple of years as far as where the data is today. So it's essentially based upon, folks, what the profitability of corporate America is, taken out the government. Um, and you add to that interest rates, and, of course, there's always a premium or a spread between the rates you would get from profit by, profitized companies uh, versus, say, the 10- the or the 20-year Treasury. So there's this whole formula that goes in. They never tell us what the formula is. They just tell us the outcome. Smart economists, you see how this goes. Mm-hmm. So in here, at this point in time, uh, the model is saying that the stock market is too high, and so what they say in there, um, the stock market to be too high, don't you know, don't worry about that because our model will regularly say the stock market is too high or too low, but it helps us pick what the trends are going to be as they're building their portfolios for you and I as investors. But the one thing I thought was interesting inside of the article, I have to share with you my thoughts because it actually kind of runs into a few other things too, including an article that came out from our friend Mark. Um, Hulbert, who we regularly um, quote inside of our our program here. Inside of here, he would said that for us right now to have that model come into play, uh, that'd be their their capitalized profits model, to have that model come into play and have some relevancy, two things either have to happen. One, we need to have corporate profits jump up by 39%. That's probably not happening here, especially in the short term. Or we need to have interest rates drop down to about the 3% mark and that'll bring uh, the profit model back into place again, and so, or, or some of both. And so what I find interesting about this is that you know, we're seeing a lot of um, rumbling throughout the course of uh, the economy as well as the Federal Reserve saying, is it time for us to start dropping interest rates? And what's interesting is the dropping of the interest rates kind of falls into what their model is saying to make the markets where they are today uh, more attainable based upon their models and other things. So... Where I come with that is that this past week, we saw the stock market drive up, and it drove up because of bad economic data. And the reason we see the bad economic data is the marketplace wants the unemployment to tick up a little bit. They want the economy to slow down a little bit, um, all so that we stop increasing interest rates and at some point in time um, come to a model where interest rates start coming back down, and that's one of the reasons we saw uh, the markets drive up this week. So I thought that was relatively interesting on on how all of that happens. Now, that said, Mark Halbert has an article that's talking about um, how August is a volatile month in the marketplace. And it is, by the way, folks. And the second most volatile market is September. Uh, September tends, as a matter of fact, uh, September being a positive month inside of the stock market, and he shows his data and so forth inside of his article. Um, is about 44% of the time September's up. Most of the other times it's down. So we see September being a down market. Lots of theories why that is. But inside of here, he uses a term that's called the mean reverber- or re- the mean reverting tendency of equity premiums. Oh, that's kind of a big word this morning after Kiss, isn't it?
2: Absolutely, big yeah.
1: So, but whole thing is he's talking about is that you know the stock market tends to um, revert itself and go down and, and change in that whole bit. And so when I look at this and I'm looking at the models that come up from Brian Westbury and what they say is that profits either have to jump up or more interest rates have to come back down again, I look at this and I said, is this like a, a normal year? And I don't think the answer is. If you had some money inside of investments, you had some growth funds that had technology and inside, of you had the technology stocks, you're having one heck of a good year this year. I mean, you're making some money. But we look at this, the scope of growth inside of the market right now is really narrow. Um, I've I've made the joke many times, but there's some truth to it, is that it's not the S&P 500 this year, folks. It's the uh, um, S&P 7, and then you have the other 473 stocks that follow along behind it. And so with it, um, I don't know that we have this big drop-off that we see inside of the marketplace over the course of uh, August, which has now passed, um, in September, because the big breadth of the gain that we've seen in the marketplace, it become that because now they're calling it the Magnificent Seven, those big tech stocks, and so with that, then I don't know that we're seeing the undervalue or the underlings that 473 stocks inside the S P 500, S&P 500. There's the lips that came back. I don't know that we see them being grossly overvalued. I think the seven probably are, uh, but the others I don't think that we are, and so I don't know that we see this big fall off. Um, as might be out there. So I think our thing or equalizer, if you will, will be the interest rates coming down and, again, coming back to, hence why we saw the stock market come up with bad news. He is Merle That's Kelch. for making your financial baby sense. Out. We're done.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's Merle we making financial sense on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. Merle, you said uh, one thing in there that uh, really – caught my attention. uh, Nearly made me do a spit take, actually, as I was uh, taking a pull off of my water bottle uh, here this morning. Uh, We're going to dive a little deeper into that uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Also, of course, uh, we've got room for your phone calls as well at 715-845-2155. So if you've got a question for Merle, go ahead and give us a call. We'd love to connect with you uh, during the break but uh we'll come back and uh be back with more after this here on WSAU. It is 8:21 on this Saturday morning on AM 550 FM 99.9 Nine WSAU and online at wsau.com as well as we are making financial sense with Merle Kelch. Uh, Merle back with us on this Saturday morning uh, via phone. Once again, we uh you know it's been what? It's been like 4 weeks now it feels like since you and I have been in the same room together.
1: I miss you. <laughs>
0: Thank you. At least somebody does. Uh besides my by besides my uh niece nephews uh godnieces godnephews who I got to see and spend a lot of time with last week which is uh where I was. Uh Merle was also on vacation last week as well, so which is why we had a best of show. Uh but Merle again as we're back together here live so we we are available to take your phone calls at 715-845-2155. If you've got a question for Merle, we would love to connect you. Or uh, maybe if you've heard something in the show that has sparked your interest, we would uh, uh, certainly love to dive into that further as well, just like uh, I did during the last segment. Uh, so I guess uh, Merle Mike in Wausau, longtime listener, first time caller, you said something about interest rates going down earlier well, in the show.
1: Yeah, ultimately it's going to happen. So ultimately, interest rates will come down. And and speaking from a macroeconomic standpoint, and again, those are a lot of big words, but speaking from a macroeconomic standpoint, just think about it this way, folks. If we're all out here, we all, we've all been through this a couple of times, and unless you're, of course, 20 years old, and then not quite yet, but you will. Um, when the economy needs to get fired back up again, what the Federal Reserve does, <clears throat> excuse me, is they reduce the interest rates. And So thereby, if I want to uh, take on some risk of buy a new widget-making machine, it's going to cost me less for that new widget machine or to buy the additional inventory I want, or to borrow money I need to spark up a new round of whatever it is I'm going to make, sell, support, distribute, whatever the case may be. And so that's how the Federal Reserve System uh, manipulates our economy to try to keep it going on an ongoing basis is by increasing or decreasing interest rates, as we all know. So so with that being the case, it's going to occur at some point in time. So the Federal Reserve is trying to do this uh, fabled soft landing where it takes an economy that's red-hot, And when when the economy gets red hot and starts going like crazy, it starts creating inflationary
2: issues.
1: (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. I'm not sure if anybody noticed the inflation going up. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. tongue in cheek humor, humor. So to thwart that, the uh, easiest move that the Federal Reserve has is increase interest rates. And, And, of course, they did that, and they did that sharply over the course of this last year. We all know that, of course, too. And so now we're starting to see some signs that the economy is slowing more on our level. The economy has been slowing throughout the course of this past year but we haven't seen because corporate America was so oversold on its product services trying to get it out of the door um, and needed so many employees but now it's starting to settle in so with it settling in now we're starting to notice more of it all of a sudden we're seeing um, house prices coming down maybe not necessarily inside of Wasa yet but it will Uh, east on the coast we're seeing house prices come down Um, we're starting to see if you look at the marketplace by the way Um, The snowmobile that cost $9,000 last year we're seeing is now costing $6,000 on a used marketplace. So we're starting to see all that stuff happen. So the Federal Reserve doesn't want the economy to overslow to go into a recession. At least that's what it's trying for it to not do. Um, But what it is trying to do is to have it slow down and then eventually turn the economy back on again by starting to drop interest rates. So when's that going to happen? Well, I mean, nobody knows the, the crystal ball, but... Suspicions are is mid-next year in 24 we'll see interest rates come down again. Um, To what point? Who knows, but we'll see them come down. Now, that kind of leads into the same article we talked about then with Mark Halbert. So uh, Mark Halbert, and I'm trying to be a smart guy here and have the the list sitting in front of me. So he has an article that came out yesterday. It says, don't expect stocks to beat bonds. And so an article, again, um, he wrote yesterday morning. So with that being the case, um, he went through his analysis and says, you know, where's the stock market now? Um, uh, where's it going? We have narrow trading. Just as we talked about before, you know, the, the, the stocks that are driving up the marketplace inside of his data, he just uses that the stock market is up. Well, I don't know if the stock market is up as much, and we see evidence of that by the Dow compared to the S P 500. The Dow was up minimally comparatively, and it's because of those tech stocks on the inside that are driving the whole stuff up whether they continue or not is another discussion. But the one thing we do know is that there's an inverse relationship between stocks and bonds. Big words again, but simply means when interest rates go down, bond prices go up. When interest rates go up, bond prices come down. And if you held on to a bond, a balanced um, or individual bonds last year in 22, you saw what happens to bond price when interest rates go up. In fact, we had about a 15-year uh, correction of bond prices happened last year in one year, and everybody who is conservative saying, I want a 60-40 model, got feliced last year and just filleted. Well, it's going to change again. And so the question becomes is when. So remember, when interest rates go up, the bond prices go up, um, and it's going to happen. We just don't know where. Um, so at some point in time here in the next several months, you may want to consider with your financial professional, saying, Let's, why don't we build a, uh, start looking at a bond portfolio? That might be a direction he wants to take you down or she wants to take you down. Now... Merle Kelch thought in here is I'm not a big fan of bond mutual funds. I like the individual bonds, much better place to be. You have more control of what goes on. Uh, we can certainly have that discussion why, but a better place to be is to look at those bonds. Now, let me give you a little bit of a tip that's out there we can look at stuff. Folks, I don't know if you believe this, but banks are kind of smart at money. Well, some. Maybe <laughs> not uh, Silicon Valley banks. Yeah, but, maybe,
0: maybe not the ones that failed earlier this year, yeah. but.
1: But banks are kind of smart when it comes to money. And there's a reason that banks are only issuing um, CDs at, say, the 13 or 14 or 11-month rate I'm seeing on CDs. And, and boy, all about 5% range, you know, give or take a little bit. And, and why do you think that they're seeing the CDs only at that, you know, 11, 12, 13-month range? So it's a quiz, and we're all going, huh, why is that? They're not doing five-year because the banks have expectations that they're going to see interest rates fall, too, And they don't want to get stuck having to pay interest rates on a CD for three or five years at 5%, when they know interest rates are going to go down. So, we're even seeing inside of the banking system that their suspicions are that interest rates will drop as well. So, just a couple of tips out there in thinking. We want to make sure that we're taking advantage of interest rates being high, um, so that we can invest inside of other uh, objects and investments um, coming up in the next several
0: months. So, you know, what I'm hearing here is uh, you want to play it safe. Right now, because where we're at right now, it might be you know where we've been building to for a better part of a, a year and a half now. But you don't expect that we're going to be staying here for very long. So if you're making decisions based on today's interest rates, maybe only do so looking through the lens of one or two years instead of three or five years. Correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Better way to do it. And look again. Um, we're just going to talk about interest rates and in bonds at this point in time. Let's keep the stock market out. So we'll just separate the mm-hmm. two at a moment. Um, uh, you know, we'll have clients that are regularly calling and say, Merle, should I buy some bonds? Should I buy some bonds? And and, um, and my question has been, you know, not yet, but we're, we're, we're about there. And I've been saying this for years, but for two different reasons. You know, five, six years ago, uh, two years ago, people were saying, Merle, should they buy bonds? And I'm like, no, don't buy them because they're overpriced. Well, now they're priced about right, but we don't quite have the yields yet. And so I've said it before on this program, but I'll say it again. It's important to note. Um, if I'm a municipality or a corporation and the interest rates, the prevailing interest rates are down at 3% and 2%, um, and that's what CD rates are going in the treasuries, I'm going to reissue as many bonds as I can that I've been paying customers 6 or 7%. I'm going to reissue those so I'm only paying 2 or 3%. It makes sense to do that. Uh, the federal government was doing it as well uh, because we're paying less interest it makes sense to do so well a lot of companies did that so a lot of the bonds that are floating around in the secondary market are paying that you know two to three to four percent interest on those bonds so it hasn't made sense throughout the course of this first half of the year to go out and buy bonds at that interest rate when I can go across the street to the bank and in my office literally um, when I can go across the street to the bank and get a you know essentially a one, your CD at 5% at 0% risk versus if I buy it inside of a bond, there's always a little bit of risk inside of those. And so if I have to buy the bond, it is going to be less than a CD, but the CD is risk-free. The CD is the better place to go at this point in time. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. And
1: so I think people should look at that. Well, now it's not going to hold up, but it is right now. And so eventually what's going to end up occurring is that all these companies and municipalities will need to raise money for another product, service, um division building whatever it might be and as they raise money again they're going to have to issue new bonds and the new bonds are going to be at what the current market rates Mm -hmm. so now we're going to get you know bonds are going to be issued at say the the four to six maybe even as much as seven percent range and when they have those bonds we have the ability to buy those bonds you know now in the next several months and then if interest rates do indeed go down next year the interest rates go down We get the bonds of a nice yield or interest rate. They call them dividends, actually. Let's make sure we have that right. But when the interest rates go down, the principal of these bonds then does what? Goes up. So not only do we end up with a nice interest rate, but we also get a rise in the principal as well. And so it's just one of those things, you know, working with a financial professional, they'll be able to tell you how this stuff works. And hopefully we're letting you know that this sort of stuff does exist. And so you could very well end up making money even though we're having a recessionary or slowdown in the economy. Weird, isn't it?
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. So I'm just putting this out there, folks. Jim Cramer says it best. He says you can always make money inside of the marketplace, but you just need to know where to look. And that same place ends up happening inside the investment. Every once in a while, we get a 2022 where it doesn't matter what you do, everything goes down. I mean, those happen. You just have to bite your teeth and... Finally, get through them but largely Mm -hmm. there's always a place you can end up making a buck or money inside the marketplace you just have to work with somebody who has that knowledge to be able to navigate you through
0: news headlines coming up here in just a bit but we do have time for one quick phone call at 715-845-2155 good morning you're on making financial sense with merle kelch who are we talking to
1: talking to richard morning richard how are you i'm gonna talk slow uh uh,
2: everything's you creamy as they say okay <laughs> I uh, I'm in a high tax bracket and I'm thinking of buying bonds or something yeah uh, would, would muni's make a sense I've never owned
1: any you know munis muni's are really good now I, I, as I just talked about on those last several you have to watch your yields right now because the yields are pretty low um, but I like muni's and, and here's one of the reasons I, I like munis Richard. And, and and chat with your financial professional or somebody who knows with bonds. I always have to put that disclaimer out there. It's all part of my world, Richard. So, but um, in here, um, the reason I like muni's is that it's one of the few places that I can actually buy some guarantees into the portfolios. So so we all want income from our portfolio. We all want to have a tax break if that's who want to use muni's. But um, if you can buy them that they're actually reinsured within the bond. So if something happens, you get your principal and your interest back. And so I always like that about muni's. Um, you can take somebody, put some money in, you're going to get uh, interest each year, and if something screws up, you also have some interest that uh, guarantees that principal and interest, too. So I'm, I like that part about municipal bonds. Yeah, what when I, what
2: would I what, what would expect to get?
1: Well, it's really exciting right now. Um, two or three? Exciting, isn't it?
2: Well, that's not too exciting.
1: It's, it's, it's not at all. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. so, so Richard, in here, the, as we just talked about, you're, you're the prime example of this. So, you know, it, and you can, you can buy bonds that will have whatever interest rate you want. You just want to make sure you're getting your money back. And so it's like anything else. You'll find those in municipalities, too. Um, so in here, you, you, can, you can look at the municipal rates and say, let's say you find one for 3%, and that's probably pretty readily available. If you put the tax into it, it's like earning 5%. So then, at this point in time, this goes back to and saying, well, why do I want to buy a municipality and earn three percent, where if I earn five and pay tax, I end up with the same amount of money in my hand? And so, right now, the CD might be the better place for say a year or so, um, but it, it could certainly get better, um, especially if we start seeing interest rates uh, in reissuance of old bonds coming out, um, which we'll see, and we should see those rates drive up. If I had to guess, you know, next couple of months to end of year. Um, and then municipal bonds will be even more attractive for you, um, especially in your higher tax bracket.
0: Thank you very much. I hope that helps, Richard. All right. Deal, map. Thanks for the call, Richard. It, it is 8.35 on this Saturday morning. We'll check of your news headlines coming up next here on WSAU. I am WSAU News Director Mike Leishner. On the phone with us is Merle Kelch, as we are making financial sense on this Saturday morning. Uh, Merle is, again, still riding the high of the kiss show last night in crandon which by the way that still Indeed. blows my mind that you're getting somebody like kiss to play crandon wisconsin hey, last year they had kid rock play but yeah it it's it's yeah. it was an incredible show last night uh, you just uh, i mean you've even during the breaks you've been beaming about uh, how great uh, how great the setup was how entertaining the show was uh, certainly worth the price of admission
1: you know, uh, if you're, Folks, if you're listening, I'm wearing my Kiss boots as I'm doing the show.
0: <laughs> he sent me a picture of them this week. They are real and they are spectacular. So, uh, But it, I know there's another musical artist that you wanted to talk about here this morning. Uh, who is I that do, and why? I do.
1: You know, there's an article on here by Emily Berry talking about Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. Uh movie is already setting records at AMC, which has been pretty amazing. and so. There's been a huge fanfare and the amount of business that Taylor Swift is creating by her whole concert. So we were in Seattle when she was out there as we were heading off to take Mom and her you know lifetime cruise of, of going to Alaska. And Taylor Swift was there, and we were in um, the La Cucaracha Hotel, and I think we paid three seventy five a night for this hotel plus all the taxes and fees of four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And the reason was because Taylor Swift and the Swifties. Uh, sucked up all the hotel room and and bars and restaurants and everything else uh, in the area. And so those coming into the cruise ships barely had a place to stay if you're coming in uh, ahead of time for the cruise. And so she's estimated to make as much as $1.3 billion personally on this uh, tour that she's doing. Um, And with that, she's actually creating economic impact wherever she's doing the show because so many people are coming in. So, for example, last night it was Merle going to the Kiss show. So Taylor Swift it's me having to take my three kids and their friends to the show and so now we have to have you know the food the restaurants the hotels that go along with it um, and much more so than normal and so as a result of that she's creating an economic multi uh, effect wherever she goes and quite honestly I, I I caught something on on TV about two weeks ago and saying she might actually be able to be a measurable factor in the US growth of the economy this year because of what she's doing just tremendous so That said, I mean, she's a a wise lady in a sense that um, she's going to make a movie of her tour, and she's been filming it all along the way. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, she's uh, promoting herself by giving out huge bonuses and that kind of stuff uh, to her staff along the way, and and what a perfect way to promote it. I'm so proud of that. I don't know about her music. It's not (laughs) quite my thing. But, I mean, let's let's look at the the business side of things. Right. Well, one of the things that happened, folks, is they're pre-selling tickets. For the new movie, which doesn't come out until, I think it's October. I yes, think it's it is. The movie. Um, but they're pre-selling. AMC just had its biggest single-day ticket sales ever for a movie, and the movie doesn't come out for another six or eight weeks yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty tremendous, the economic effect that Taylor Swift is having. Having, And who knew you could do that by writing songs, by uh, breaking up with your boyfriends?
0: Exactly. Yeah. exactly and, and, and yeah she's uh doing relate something relatable to her fan base and has been playing to that for uh for for a few years now now there's yeah. a, a time where I would argue that Taylor Swift was not growing up with her fans uh some of those mid albums. Not exactly her best work, but she's certainly uh, found a way to reinvent herself here in recent yeah, years, yeah. especially with her last three. And, you know, Merle, this is something I can vouch for because I- I- I'm a movie goer myself. But are was, you a Swifty? Uh, y- you know, I wouldn't consider myself full blown Swifty again because uh, there's some of her albums I won't touch, but certainly some of her newer music has been relatable to me at one time or another uh, in my life. But, yeah, I, I went and looked yesterday in Rothschild uh, because the tickets, again, the pre-sale started uh, earlier this week. Uh, for the Friday night showing on the big screen, on the on the super screen, one down in Rothschild, there were three open seats. Just amazes me. And, and amazes me. I didn't look at uh, any of the other dates, but I'm somebody who, the, you know, the day that the pre-sale hits for those Marvel movies, I am right there on the... Uh, Uh, Cedar Creek website, purchasing my ticket for my assigned seat in Super Screen 1 to watch all Marvel movies, reminding everybody that anybody who interrupts the Marvel movie experience for me, well, it's not going to be good. Uh, So I'm somebody who does this on a fairly regular basis, but even for the Marvel movies or any other uh, of the movies I've gone to, I've never seen seats sell out that quickly.
1: Yeah, it just amazes me. And and so... Well, I mean, she started doing this when she was 14. So
2: she, mm-hmm.
1: of course, touched base to all the 14-year-olds. And now she's old enough to actually have some of the children that are the 14-year-olds. And she's still selling it all to the 14-year-olds and 16-year-olds and that kind of stuff. And so good for her. She's doing a heck of a market and a heck of a business for herself. And she's even switched genres you know, here a little bit and had some uh, songs. And, and, you know, not bad. Um, so think about that. Here we have a singer mm-hmm. that's having economic effect across the country uh, by her music, and now movie sales. So pretty amazing.
0: Again, finding a way to reinvent yourself. Uh, you know, Madonna was one of the first ones. Frank Sinatra did it uh, as well in the movies and in the music industry. Elvis had his second act. Now uh, now all the smart ones find a way to, to just stay relevant and uh, find a way to continue uh, making money and connect with their fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is Merle Kelch. We're making financial sense on AM 550, FM 99.9, WSAU and WSAU.com as well. Of course, our chat is always filler for your phone calls at 715-845-2155. Merle, quickly here before we get to this day with Chris Conley, we had some uh, economic news yesterday. Uh, Jobs report, once again, uh, fairly strong, but uh, as you kind of touched on earlier, Probably not going to uh, stay that way for the month of September into October because we're in kind of a, a generally a slower time for the U.S. economy. Correct?
1: Yeah, we, we got to see what's happening. So, so the jobs report, you know, not bad. I mean, it's certainly down from uh, where we were, but it's not bad. It's up from the last couple of months at hundred and eighty uh, seven thousand for the jobs. By the way, the, the general the general rule in here for whether or not you have an ex- economic expansion is. Typically, if we look at the four-week average of jobs, and if you're below 400,000, that's a pretty good indicator you're still having economic expansion, which we still are, but we're slowing from how fast we're expanding, if that makes sense, okay? So the biggest thing in here that popped up is that we saw unemployment um, tick up a little bit to 3.8%, which it had been down about 3.6. And then also we're seeing the average um, hourly pay in the last 12 months has continued to keep ticking down. So things that are all evidence of a slowdown or recessionary period of time actually starting to come. So with that being the case, again, um, everybody listening and and, uh, Mike, it's an indicator that um, uh, we could be slowing and we see interest rates to stop their ascent or going up, and hopefully we see interest rates start coming back down again, and that's the excitement that the market has and the reason we saw the stock market go up, by the way. So again, right now, bad is good, and that's uh, what's kind of bizarre in the marketplace with these.
0: One of those things that uh, about the economy that I generally will never completely understand, which is why we have somebody like Merle on speed dial here with us at WSAU.
1: Yeah, I've had the I've had the conversation a number of times with people and say, you know, economics is different than the marketplace. Uh, economics are what they are, and you have the numbers are what they are, and I'm a big fan of looking what the numbers are. Because I I'm a, I feel that if you can look at what the economic numbers are, um, you can at least um, further those trajectories and make some predictions about where the economy is going, and so thereby from the uh, the marketplace you can say, well, uh, this trend is going to be better, and so this area might be better than other areas. The difference is, is that the marketplace doesn't care. <laughs> so uh, the marketplace is trying to uh, be a forward predictor of whether the stock market is going to go up or down, not whether or not we can use a particular investment vehicle or not, or what we need to do to. Uh, make sure we're having our retirement income be all right and that whole bit. So it's a different animal. Um, The stock market will jerk itself up and down from a daily basis, you know, 1% or 2% um, based upon somebody walking across the street. True story, by the way, um, uh, that happened. Alan Greenspan, um, uh, the joke was for a long time, he loved to see himself on TV. And this isn't Merle Kelch making this story up. <laughs> this is well-documented. Okay. Because there was a tunnel that went from his office into the congressional building um, when he would, of course, uh, you know, meet in front of Congress or talk about the Beige Book or whichever. Um, all he'd do is walk across the tunnel. In fact, they actually have it where he could have had a ride to go over to the building. Um, but he liked to uh, walk across the street because he'd see himself on TV the night before or the night uh, later. Um, and literally people would look at the size of his briefcase when he was going and try to guess the marketplace based upon the size of his briefcase in the morning. If we see fluctuations in a market as a result, I can't even make this up folks. So separation between the economy and the marketplace, the marketplace will do knee jerk reactions all over the place. Um, you follow the market money inside of the economy and that tends to tell you where the real trend is going to be without all the vibrations in the middle on a daily basis. So. There you go. You know everything about me.
0: <laughs> he is Merle Kelch. We're yeah, making financial sense on AM550, <laughs> FM99.9, 9, WSAU, and WSAU.com as well. We'll be back to wrap up this week's show after this. But first, here's Chris Conley with this day. AM550, FM99.9, 9, WSAU, and at WSAU.com as well. Merle Kelch joining us live on location from the up north place. Uh, what's, the, what's the proper term? for this place again uh, it was the northern well, uh, tom always called it the palatial estate palatial estate there we go there we and, go and
1: and uh folks uh, would always kind of crack me up when tom would say that is if you've ever been here um you'll find it's a 1985 old trailer in the woods so that's apparently the <laughs> palatial estate but the thing i like about it and i love it up here Is because I can watch TV, go to bed, go to the kitchen, go to the bathroom, and it's all within 30 feet. It's great,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, perfect guy stuff. Now, what has happened though is since I got married, now all of a sudden it's got central air and running water and electricity and it smells nice, you know, that stuff. So it changed from when it was just a guy's place.
0: So uh, have we? Uh, And again, our our chat is just filler for your phone calls at 715-845-2155. So feel free to interrupt us at any time if you've got something you'd like to ask Merle as we're wrapping up the show here today in the last uh, four minutes or so. Have you officially crossed the line between camping and glamping? Long ago. You
1: did? Okay. Long ago, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we all do that progression uh, between camping and glamping. And, you know, I started out with, you know, in a tent with my kids and I've slept outside and, you know, bug nets and that kind of stuff. And I've done all that stuff, did all that stuff. Was... Well, now that I'm up into my 50s, um, camping is a, you know, a great big camper that's got, you know, slide outs and king size beds and washers and dryers within the camper. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely switched over into the, uh, the glamping uh, part of the world.
0: Well, the the first step is admitting it, and I'm sure there's a few (laughs) steps uh, after that, but I'm not going to be the one to get you help for that. Again, 715-845-2155 is the number to call. Good morning. You're making financial sense with Merle Kelch, who are we talking to?
2: Hi, my name is Jim. Just a quick goofy question, wondering if Merle's got a line on some uh,
1: Taylor Swift boots. (laughs) 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 They they don't fit and they come up so high that they chafe, so I don't have any of those. So. (laughs) <laughs> Great call, love it, thank you <laughs> Alright, that's it, just being silly Alright, yeah.
0: thanks for the call Beautiful. We appreciate it You've uh, been Good with us from, from the start uh, Merle is wearing right. his Kiss boots after the show yep. in Crandon today uh, yep. And of course we were talking about Taylor Swift earlier As well and how Merle's not probably Going to be spending the uh, Hundreds if not thousands of dollars To see her at an NFL stadium Anytime soon
1: I may not even watch the movie unless it comes out on Netflix for free or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and and by the way, I'm I'm a huge watcher of uh, musicians and movies and flicks and that kind of stuff. And I tell you what, watching the Pink shows is pretty tremendous. She's one heck of a, an artist. I really like watching her stuff, and I don't own any of her music. It's not necessarily my genre, but I really, but well, I really respect her as an artist. And I may not catch Taylor Swift. We'll see about that one. So there's an article that's out there, folks, called 10 Growth Stocks that are trading at bargain prices right now, including Delta and uh, I'm not going to say this at Chinnery Energy, a thing. it's an article by Philip Van Dorn. And I want you to pop out and take a look at this article if you want to. Again, uh, we take a look at marketwatch.com when we're looking at it. So he does a great article in here. We don't have a lot of time to go through it because we're closing up. So I'm just going to leave you with this. Mm -hmm. He looks at the rates of returns of all the various uh, index funds that are out there right now. And he pops these stocks up because he thinks that their profit and the stuff they have inside of the company are good buys coming up in the future. Interestingly enough, we don't see any tech, company, tech companies on any of these looking through the group. It's basically banking, um, companies that build stuff, and that whole bit. Uh, we do have Delta Air on there, and I'm not a big fan of, of uh, watching or buying airlines, in the words of, of uh, uh, James Kramer James Kramer. Um, airlines aren't real businesses. And we say that because they always get so many subsidies from the government, they have to be up there. Um, I never know when they're going to make profit or not. But um, a pretty good group to take a look at, folks, um, when you see this. Not going to name the names, but a great article if you're looking at some individual stocks that might have some legs coming up into the future.
0: He is Merle Kelch. We've been Making Financial Sense on AM 550 and FM 99.9 WSAU. Merle, another great show today. We'll look forward to seeing you in studio next week.
1: We shall. Indeed. Hey folks, if you want to get, go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, Monday morning we'll be there bright eyed and bushy tailed, no kiss boots. Um, give us a stop in at 3rd Avenue on Bridge Street in Wassa. Stop on in. Hello. Kip, catch a cup of coffee. Kick the tires. Give us a call locally 715 849 3600 or toll free outside of the Wassa area at 866 355 5100 or find us online at com.